So without much delay, the, 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 the title of my message this morning is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Hallelujah, Jesus. As believers, we all know that Jesus Christ is Jehovah Jireh. You might, you might not know any, any of the other names, uh, but by far, by far, if there was a popularity contest in terms of his names, by far, Jehovah Jireh would come out in first place every single time in every single church across the world. Because if there's one name we know, that we know that we know that we know, it's Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah make a dish came, ah, you may or may not, you know what I mean? You might be like, ow, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Stewart, what are you doing? What are you saying? Well, who's that? Who's that guy? Uh, but Jehovah Jireh, the Lord is my provider. We know it like we know it. Hallelujah, Jesus. And repeatedly, this particular aspect of who Jesus is comes to the fore in our lives. And because our needs are many, right? We are, we are by nature, we have many needs, right? So uh, because of that, it's easy for us to identify with he who provides. Jehovah Jireh, he, the Lord who provides. In fact, it's easy that we can often overemphasize this particular aspect of who Jesus is. Alternatively, and what happens most often, is that we often fail to get a full understanding of what it means for Jesus to be Jehovah Jireh in our lives. So we've got an understanding, it's a limited understanding, but we often don't have the full picture. We often don't have a full or a complete understanding of what it means when we call him Jehovah Jireh. One of the most common phrases I've found myself using over the past couple of years is, Jesus is not just an ATM. I've said that this year, actually. Jesus is not just an ATM. And the reason, one of the reasons why, as Christians, we often see him or perceive him that way um, is because we have our own limited or our own warped understanding of what it means to be a provider. Um, so he's not an ATM. He's not in your life or in my life only to provide us with cash. That's not what it means. So when we say, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, my provider, it's, we're not speaking about him um, only providing us with cash. So does he provide us with cash? Yes, of course he does. Of course he does. Um, so I don't know um, if you are employed and who your, who your so-called employer is, um, but my so-called employer does not pay me. It might come as news to my current employer. They might be surprised to find out that they actually don't pay me. But the truth of the matter is my so-called employer here on earth actually doesn't facilitate payments. So on the 25th of this month, next on Wednesday, right? So that's on Wednesday. On the 25th on Wednesday, like clockwork, my salary will go into my account. But it's not my so-called employer here on earth who's providing that cash. It's God who provides that cash. He is my source. He is my provider. However, what I'm saying to us this morning is that's not the only thing that he provides to us, right? In fact, it goes a, 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 bit, a step further than him just providing, ca providing cash. He actually says in Deuteronomy 8 and verse 18, But you shall remember with profound respect the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you the power to create wealth. So he's not just giving us cash, right? You guys remember, you guys, you, you know the guy, right? You teach a man to fish. You teach a fish, you teach a man, you know that guy, right? So he's not, just, he's not just giving us fish. He's not just there giving us cash. But he empowers us to create wealth. But even if you take it to that next level of God is not just an ATM, he's not just giving me cash, he's also empowering me to create wealth. Even if you take it to that next step, that's still not all that he is. As Jehovah Jireh, that's not it. That's not the parameter. That's not the boundary. Hallelujah, Jesus. So he does indeed provide me um, with cash. But not only cash. He does also set me up with jobs and with promotions. Um, once again, probably if we had to look uh, on a census, what's the thing that we pray for or have prayed for the most often in our lives? If not for healing, um, employment must be a very close second, right? A job or a new business venture must come in at a very, very close second, right? But once again, um, hooking us up with promotions and with jobs, 
It's something that he does, but it's not the only thing that he provides. Hallelujah, Jesus. Um, but he does do this. Hallelujah. If we look at Psalm 75 from verse 6 to verse 7. For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He put it down one and he set it up another. You can see that's King James, right? So he, he raises one up and he brings another one down. So promotion comes from him. He does do that. So when you get a promotion at your workplace, it does not come from your manager. It does not come from your supervisor. It does not come from the head of HR. It does come from him. This is what he does. But it's not the only thing that he does. Hallelujah, Jesus. So Jehovah Jireh is neither encompassed by nor limited to the provision of cash or promotions. Often we ourselves have unnecessarily limited Christ based on our own limited understanding of what it means to be quote-unquote provider. The word provider is often used by society in the context of the breadwinner in the home, which as we know is meant to reference the one who brings in the cash. However, Jesus is far more than our limited version of provider. And this is what I would like us to spend some time exploring this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. However, as a precursor to unpacking Jehovah Jireh, let us first look at how he needs first to be elevated to the status of Lord and Savior in your life before any of these provider functionalities can even be experienced or accessed. I'm going to say that again. As a precursor to unpacking Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Let's first look at how he needs to first be elevated to the status of Lord and Savior in your life before you can access or experience any of his ability to provide for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. So those who are live streaming the message this morning from their homes, you would have received a, a, a WhatsApp or a text message from Pastor Paul informing you about the type of, and strength of connectivity that you need to have at your home in order for you to live stream the ministering of this word. Hallelujah, Jesus. Right? So you were informed that you need to have a particular type and strength of internet connection in order for you to access this message. Right? In other words, you need to have, you need to be connected to a specific or particular type of connection or particular type of provider. If you do not first have this type and strength of internet connection and capability, you'll not be able to have access to the functionality of live streaming. In the same way, if you have not first made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior, your, your Lord and your Savior, then you would not be able to have direct access to Him as your provider, as your gyra. Which leads me to my first point this morning. Point number one. He cannot function as your provider if you have not first made him your Lord. He cannot function as your provider if you have not first made him your Lord. Jehovah means Lord. Jireh means provider. He's Jehovah Jireh and not Jireh Jehovah. He's not Jireh first and then Lord. He's Jehovah first. Actually, just by the way, he's Jehovah Nisi. He's Jehovah Mekadishkem. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's Jehovah Ra. He's Jehovah Rohi. He has to be Lord in your life first before you can have access to his peace, his protection, his law. Hallelujah, Jesus. He can't be any of the other things until you make him Lord. He can't be the banner over your life. He can't be the full-breasted one. He can't be the one who makes a way for you when you have not made him Lord of your life. When Jesus was sent to earth to be born as flesh amongst us, he was sent as the provision. Listen to that very carefully. When Jesus was sent down to earth to live as, as, as flesh amongst us, 
He was sent as the provision, not initially as the provider. He was sent as the provision. John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That which was given, that which was provided, that which was sent, that which was the provision was Jesus. That whoever believes in him, in other words, whoever makes the provision Lord, will not perish but have everlasting life. When Jesus was sent, he was the provision before he operated and functioned as the provider. It's not point number two, but you might as well just make a note of it somewhere. When Jesus was sent, he was the provision before he operated and functioned as the provider. Jesus is the answer for a dying world today. He, he is the provision that the world desperately needs right now in its most desperate hour of need. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. He was that which was being given, that which was being provided by Father God, the one given to you and I to become Lord of our lives. When he commenced his ministry in his adult years, he then operated additionally as the provider. So we see him always as the provider, but actually when he was introduced to us, he was first introduced as the provision. And only later on in his adult years was he operating additionally as well as the provider. But first and foremost, and this is my message to you, and the point number one, first and foremost, he must be your provision. He must be your Lord and your Savior. Why is this important? If you've not accepted him as the provision and made him Lord of your life, then you make it impossible for him to operate and to function as the provider in your life. If I have not signed um, usually a contract with Telcom or Vodacom or MTN, um, allowing them to provide me with the bouquet of services that they provide to me, if I have not entered into that contractual relationship with that provider, then I can't sit at home and keep pressing the remote and keep wondering why is Netflix not loading? Netflix, what's wrong with you? What's up with the connection? There's nothing wrong with the connection. Telcom, Vodacom, MTN, Salsi, and, and, and whoever else is out there, they all have all of the functionalities, all of the capabilities. They've got the live streaming capability. You, my friend, have not made them your provider. Hallelujah, Jesus. Point number two. Jehovah Jireh provides new life. Hallelujah, Lord. Jehovah Jireh provides new life. This means that the old things can pass away and all things can become brand new. If you are currently dead in your trespasses and sins like we all once were, Jesus can come in as Jehovah Jireh, and he can provide you with new life, a life that you've never experienced before. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith, in him as Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Romans 8 and verse 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. Now, our mortal bodies, this physical body that you can see and touch, these mortal bodies were already alive. They were already alive at the time that you and I were outside of Christ. But when we accepted Jesus Christ, Jehovah Jireh, as our Lord and Savior, by his Holy Spirit, his Holy Spirit gives this mortal body a new life. 
We become new creatures. We become reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. Because spiritual awakening brings a new life to you and I. Amen. Point number three. Jehovah Jireh provides continued or sustained life. Continued or sustained life. He's a sustaining God. Hallelujah. This is manifested in the form of brand new mercies with every new day. In other words, if you woke up this morning and you are alive and not physically dead, then you've been provided with continued life by God's grace and mercy over you. You have a brand new mercy that's particular and specific to today, the 22nd of March, 2020. You have a new mercy for today. This day of grace and new mercies, we need to make it count. Hallelujah, Jesus. We can't be walking around living in perpetual fear. We need to make this day count. Every single day that you've been given is a brand new mercy for you. There are people who did not wake up this morning. Come to that realization. That's the truth of the matter. There are people who went to lay their heads on their pillows last night, and this morning they did not wake up. They did not see this day. But you are here. You are alive, and the breath of Jesus Christ flows through your body. You've been given a new mercy for today. If, like my beautiful wife, hallelujah, Jesus, and this is where I get some browning points, hallelujah. If, like my beautiful wife, you recently celebrated a birthday, hallelujah, then you've been given a brand new mercy of another year on this planet. And you should celebrate and give thanks to Jehovah Jireh who provides these new mercies to you. Brother Juan, you are listening to the sound of my voice and maybe you can see me in a very good uh, picture. Hallelujah. Good morning, Brother Juan. You're celebrating your birthday this morning. God is giving you, God has blessed you. He's given you a brand new mercy of a brand new year. Hallelujah, Jesus. The mercies that are sustaining you today are not yesterday's mercies. The mercies that God is giving you today, that are sustaining you today, that are sustaining your life today are not yesterday's mercies. The mercies that will sustain you this year are not last year's mercies, Pastor Tracy. This word is for you. God spoke this to me at half past two in the morning this morning. The mercies that will sustain you, Pastor Tracy, for this year are not last year's mercies. God says that he bestows upon you brand new mercies for a brand new year in him. Hallelujah. Lamentations 3, verse 22 to verse 23. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It never stops. His mercies never come to an end. But they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I don't need to hold on to or rely on yesterday's mercies or last year's mercies. His mercies are new with every single morning. Great is his faithfulness. We serve a faithful God. We are alive today. The breath of God flows through our physical mortal bodies and is keeping us alive. We speak life and not death. We will live and not die. Hallelujah, someone. Man, there's so many people walking around. You know, yesterday I was in the parking lot um, opposite Mallet Reds. And you see the people with their masks on. I've got nothing wrong. If you want to wear a mask, that's absolutely fine. Just by the way, I don't know if you know that we don't actually have the right masks here. Right? So, I mean, basically you're wearing it as a fashion statement. But that's okay. It's not a sin. You can wear the mask, right? We don't have the right ones here, okay? Um, but, but yesterday I was, I, I was actually, sorry, Friday, Friday afternoon off, uh, after, uh, by the way, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't work from home anymore, so I had, to, I had to go to the office. 
I needed contact with someone other than <laughs> Jude and Matthew and Sally Ann. <laughs> so I couldn't anymore. So I went into the office and I worked there until about just after lunchtime. And then I, on the way back, I stopped at the shopping center opposite Mallet Reds. And you see these people, man, it looks like a sci-fi movie. You know those, you know those sci-fi movies? And then it's not just that they're wearing the mask, it's that they're so sad about it. Like, wear the mask, but don't be all depressed about it. They're like walking around like, like so sad, like I can't believe I have to wear this mask. Guys, in this atmosphere, there's enough negativity. Please don't add to the negativity. People, there's enough people, don't worry, the job of speaking death is sorted. There's enough people speaking death. You don't have to take that role on for yourself. Your assignment, your job is to speak life. There's enough negativity around. You're alive, man. I'm alive. Touch yourself. You're alive. You're alive and you're well and you're blessed. You're blessed when you came in here this morning. You'll be blessed when you go out of here this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Everything you do is blessed. Everything you put your hand to is blessed in Jesus' name. You will live. You won't die. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. So does he provide to just anyone? Does he provide to just anyone all of who he is and all of the promises that are contained in his holy word? You might not, I might not be popular with you, but the answer is no. No, Jesus does not just provide to anyone all of who he is and all the promises that are contained in his word. When you accept him first and foremost, when you accept him as being your most important form of provision, where he has provided for you as Lord and Savior, when you make him Lord and Savior, then it's like unlocking, Pastor Paul likes to talk about doors within doors. Then it's literally like opening up a door that just opens up a world, a whole new world for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Because then you have access to Jesus' other multifaceted forms of provision. Then he truly becomes Jaira in your life. Hallelujah, Lord. Point number four, Jehovah Jireh provides access to every promise. Jehovah Jireh provides access to every single promise. So we've spoken about it now a few times. What's the prerequisite to accessing his promises? You must be a follower of Christ Jesus. You must have made him Lord of your life. He died and he rose again for the whosoever. He died and he rose again for the whosoever. So all can receive him as Lord and Savior, but only those who receive him as Lord and Savior have access to the promises. I'll say that again. He died and rose again for the whosoever, meaning that absolutely everybody, all can receive him as Lord and Savior, but only those who actually receive him as Lord and Savior have full access and full entitlement to all of the promises in his word. Hallelujah. The promises of God in his word are for his people. And they can be relied on. They can be depended on. These are the things that we have right now. Present tense. So we have his promises. Hallelujah. We have already been provided with literally thousands of promises in his word. Hallelujah for you and I. All we need to do is continue to declare and proclaim them until we see them being manifested in the natural, as Pastor Tracy shared with us this past Sunday. Jehovah Jireh provides us with access to all of the promises in God's word, every single one of them. 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 20. For as many as are the promises of God in Christ, they are all answered, yes. They are all in the affirmative. Hallelujah. So through him, through Jesus, we say amen to the glory of God. For as many as are the promises of God, they are in Christ. They are in Christ and they are all answered in the affirmative. So here's just a few of the promises that you can access through Jehovah, your Lord. Hallelujah. Exodus 14 and verse 14. The Lord will fight for you. The Lord will fight for you. While you only need to keep silent and remain calm. I feel like that's, 
something for all of us in this country and all of us around the globe to hear this morning. The Lord will fight for you. While you only need to do one thing, keep silent and remain calm. What happens if tomorrow someone you know becomes infected or affected by COVID-19? You can start, you can start by declaring the promises of God over them. And you can say, the Lord will fight for you. All you need to do is keep silent and remain calm. You see that keeping silent and remaining calm is actually showing confidence in God's ability to fight for you. You see, if, 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 if I'm in a fight, if I'm in a battle, and, I, and, I'm, and, and I've got a warrior who's fighting on my behalf, right? I've got a champion who's fighting in my place. They're fighting over what happens to me, whether I live or whether I die. They're my champion, but they're the one in the fight. If I'm confident in my champion's ability to defeat the opponent, I'll be calm and I'll be quiet. I won't have to say anything. I won't have to give any encouraging words. Come on, champion. I know you can do it. Come on, hit him with a left. Hit him with a right. The Lord will fight for you. You just need to sit there, be, be silent and remain calm and continue to believe and be confident in his ability to fight on your behalf. Isaiah 40 and verse 29, he gives strength to the weary. Hallelujah, Jesus. He gives strength to the weary. And to him who has no might, he increases power. I love that. I love the fact that someone who's got no might at all, he increases power. You won't have the next two because, yeah, this was happening at half past two this morning where God was speaking to me. Isaiah 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Just make a note of it. Isaiah 43 and verse 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. In other words, guys, whatever opposition comes your way, you'll pass through it. It won't overcome you. Hallelujah, Jesus. You won't be singed. You won't be burnt. Hallelujah. It will not set you ablaze. Hallelujah, Lord. Once again, I've been so encouraged by Psalm 91. So let's just have a little bit of Psalm 91 again. Hallelujah. Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Verse 4, he shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. Verse 5, you shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. Verse 6, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side. Think about the corona numbers. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Don't be deceived by the circumstances around you. Don't be deceived by what's affecting other people around you. It may very well be that a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand may just fall at your right hand, but it shall not come near you in Jesus' name. Only Jehovah Jireh provides access to every promise in God's word. He is the door. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody accesses the Father except through Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Point number five. 
Jehovah Jireh provides better things for us. Better things. Come on. Pastor Paul led us in prayer on Monday evening concerning how Jesus Christ provides us access to the better things that accompany salvation. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9. The subheading is better things for you. Verse 9. But beloved, even though we speak to you in this way, we are convinced. Say to someone, I'm convinced. We are convinced of the better things concerning you and of the things that accompany salvation. I'm convinced, guys. I'm not even prepared for, for, for someone to come and say, listen, don't you want to try Buddha like for a weekend? Like, don't you want to have like a weekend of Buddha? Don't you want to try uh, this religion for like a, a season, just a season of this other religion? You never know, eh? There might be something better out there. Don't you just want to try something else? Just for a while, just for a moment. Guys, I'm not even interested. I'm not even, not even for one second. I'm convinced of the better things concerning you and of the things that accompany salvation. I'm, no one will persuade me otherwise. Hallelujah, Jesus. So what is one example of these better things that accompany salvation? Romans 6 and verse 23, reading from the New King James, King James Version. For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So just one example, guys. There's too many, too many to mention. But just one example of the better things that accompany making, Je making Jaira your Jehovah. Making your provider your Lord and Savior. Just one of the better things that accompany salvation is a new salary structure. A new salary structure. Do you know that there's a new salary structure in Jesus? There's a new... Why are you guys looking at me like that? Okay, let's go. Let's go back. For the wages, what are, when you work, what do you get paid? You get paid what? Wages. You get a wage, no? You get a salary, no? Wages, salary, synonyms, right? So there's a, there's a wage packet, right? Now look how the devil has deceived us. Oh, back, back in the day, back in the day. Look how he had past tense deceived us. We were working for him. We were sebenzering for him. We were full-time employees of Satan. And we were receiving a salary or a wage packet. Like clockwork on the 25th of every month. The wages of sin is death. What a horrible wage package. What a horrible salary structure. Thank God, thank you Jesus, that you opened my eyes, that you removed the scales from my eyes. You showed me my true condition as fallen man. Thank you so much Jesus, that you came into my life as Lord and Savior. Because I've moved from a place of earning death as my, as my, as my salary and as my wages. I've moved from that position to eternal life. The gift of God, which is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's just one example of the better things that accompany salvation. Eternal life in Christ Jesus. A direct connection to the Father. What do you get when you make Jesus your Lord and Savior? You get a direct connection to the Father. No one else has to make intercession on your behalf. Jesus himself is the one doing it. You've got direct access. You don't need a pastor or a priest or anyone else doing the deed on your behalf. You've got direct access to the throne. You've got access to the promises that are in his word. You've got protection and refuge in him. Hallelujah, Jesus. You've got healing because once you make him Jehovah, you've now got access to Jehovah Rapha, who is the Lord, my healer. Hallelujah, Jesus. You've got salvation. You've got deliverance. You've got forgiveness. You've got remission of sin as if the offense never took place in the first place. You've got freedom in Christ. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I could go on all morning speaking about the better things that can be found when Jesus is your provider. Hallelujah, Jesus. Point number six. When Jesus is Lord of our lives, he gives us peace. Hallelujah, Jesus. Once again, once again, guys, once again. 
you'll come in contact with lots and lots of people who will be panicked, who will be filled with fear, who will be so anxious concerning what's happening at the moment with the coronavirus. And they should look at you and they should be befuddled. They should be confused. Because when they look at you, when they look at your countenance, all they should see is peace. And it's a peace that surpasses all human understanding. This is why it will confuse them. They won't understand how can it be. Why is it that you've got so much peace about you? Why are you at peace? We're all anxious. Will we still continue to be paid? Will there still be a company after corona? Will I still have a job? What will happen to my kids? And you will have so much peace. Because when Jesus is Lord of your life, one of the things that he provides to you, just one, is that he provides peace. If I could pray, for, for, pray over us as a country this morning, and we'll definitely be doing this on Friday nights at Ignite, so you don't want to miss out. But if I could pray over us as a country this morning, I would pray for healing for those infected by the virus, by the coronavirus. But the other thing, one of the other things that I would pray for would be for the peace of God to come into the hearts and minds of those infected as well as those affected by the coronavirus. We allow him as Lord to operate in our lives as Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of peace. John 14 and verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. So the world does offer some form of, some type of, some imitation-like version of peace. But not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. His peace is not only for some circumstances. His peace is not only for some challenges, but it's in every challenge and in every circumstance, appropriate and apply my peace. I want us just to look at, to sort of come towards the end by looking at the beginning. I want us to look at Genesis 22, verse 2 to verse 14. And I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version. Because this is where um, we are introduced to this concept or this aspect of God being Jehovah Jireh. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a bit of reading. I'll, I'll skip one or two verses. Um, but I want you to just listen. I want you to just follow with me as we go through Genesis 22 from verse 2 to verse 14. Verse 2. God said, Take now your son, your only son of promise. While I'm reading this and while, while, you, while you're listening to the sound of my voice, think about how this mirrors, how this foretells of God himself um, sending Jesus Christ, his only begotten, to save us, to save you and I. So just have that as well in the back of your mind. Um, how God loved us so much, John 3 and verse 16, that he sent his one and only son to die on the cross of Calvary for you and I. God said, take, take now your son, your only son of promise, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. And offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. This is God speaking to Abram, verse 3. So Abram got up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he split the wood for the burnt offering. And then he got up and he went to the place which God had told him. Verse 5, Abram said to his servants, settle down and stay here with the donkey. The young man and I, that's Isaac, will go over there and worship God. And we will come back to you. 
You guys remember the instruction, right? The instruction was, basically, you are going to Abram, you're going to offer your son Isaac to me. You're going to kill him. Listen to what Abram says. Stay here with the donkey. Isaac and I will go over there. We'll worship God and we will come back to you. Verse 6. Then Abram took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on the shoulders of Isaac, his son. And he took the fire or the fire pot in his own hand and the sacrificial knife. And the two of them walked on together. You know what that shows me? That shows me that he wasn't just putting on an act and keeping his fingers crossed that God would stop him at the last minute. He was preparing to kill his son. He took the wood for the burnt offering and put it on Isaac's shoulders. He, with his own hands, he took the fire or the fire pot and the sacrificial knife. He was fully prepared to carry out the instruction that he had received from God. Verse 7. And Isaac said to Abram, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Isaac said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Verse 8. Abram said, my son. God will provide. I want you to think about this just for a moment. This is not a fictitious account. This is not some story that was made up. This actually happened. This actually took place. And I thought about it and I said, God, imagine this was me. And imagine that these are the instructions that you gave to me concerning one of my children. Would I be able to do what Abram did? It's not, it's not a fictional story, guys. This actually happened. My son, God will provide. God will provide for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So the two walked on together. Verse 9. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abram built an altar there and arranged the wood and bound Isaac, his son, and placed him on the altar, on top of the wood. Verse 10. Abram reached out his hand and took the knife to kill his son. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abram, Abram. And he answered, here I am. Verse 12. The Lord said, do not reach out with a knife in your hand against the boy and do nothing to harm him. For now I know that you fear God with reverence and profound respect since you have not withheld from me your son, your only son of promise. Then Abram looked up, verse 13. And glanced around, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abram went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering, a sending sacrifice instead of his son. Verse 14. So Abram named that place, the Lord will provide. And it is said to this day, on the mountain of the Lord it will be seen, and it will be provided. It will be seen. And it will be provided. The Hebrew here is Yahweh Jireh. Yahweh without any vowels. So Y-H-W-H. Yahweh Jireh. Literally the Lord will see. In the sense of the Lord will see to it. 
the one true God will see, he will look at, he will inspect, he will perceive, he will consider it, and he will provide. I'm here to declare to you this morning that he's not, a, he's not, he's not some ornament that sits on someone's lampstand or someone's dressing table that has got eyes but cannot see. It's got hands, but it cannot reach out and save them. That's not the God that we serve. The Lord will provide. The Lord will see what's going on. He will see the situation that you find yourself in. He'll perceive it. He'll inspect it. He'll consider it. And he will see to it that you are provided for. Hallelujah, Jesus. That's who Jehovah Jireh is. He's not disconnected from where you are at right now. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need. In fact, he knows better than you the things that you need. And by his very nature, he sees, he perceives, he considers, and he will see to it that every single one of your needs are met. Hallelujah, Jesus. Such a beautiful passage of scripture in Hebrews 11 and verse 19. Because Genesis 22 doesn't really tell us or give us too much insight into, into the thoughts that were going on. Um, the thoughts that were going on in Abram's mind. But just look at the scripture speaking about Abram in Hebrews 11 and verse 19. For he considered it reasonable to believe that God was able to raise Isaac even from among the dead. So when Abram was doing what he was doing, when Abraham was following God's instructions concerning sacrificing his son, he, was, he considered it reasonable to believe. In other words, he had faith that if God was going to allow Abram to take Isaac's life, then God would have the ability to raise him once again. How powerful is that? That even if God allowed him to go all the way and allowed him to kill his son, that God had the ability to raise him and that God would raise him. Remember what he said? Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship God and we will come back. He believed that even if he had killed his son, God had the ability to raise Isaac once again and that the two of them would come back. Hallelujah, Jesus. Abram knew God's character and his power well enough to trust that if God took Isaac's life, because of all God's other promises concerning Isaac, God had, God had spoken words over Isaac. There were promises over Isaac. In fact, if you look at Isaac's lineage, you, you, as you go through, uh, immediately after the story, it starts speaking about so-and-so begot so-and-so, and so-and-so begot so-and-so. And you will see that this is the lineage that Jesus comes from. So there are promises in the loins of this young man that God had spoken over his life. And so he knew the character of God. God is not man that he should lie, that he should speak all these promises over Isaac's life and now just kill him. He knew that if he had to take Isaac's life because of the promises that were spoken over Isaac, God would bring him back again from the dead. Hallelujah. Abraham had faith in his provider and he called a place God will provide. When Abraham called God Jehovah Jireh, he was not just saying God gives me things or God provides me with stuff. He was saying, Lord, you see, you experience all this need of mine, and you make provision for it. You see, and you experience all this need of mine, and you, Lord, make provision for it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Maybe we can all just stand this morning, hallelujah, Jesus, but with every head bowed and every eye closed, hallelujah. With no one looking around, hallelujah, Jesus. I said it before and I'll say it again. Jesus 
Jehovah Jireh is the answer for the world today. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides healing, the God who provides peace, the God who provides every single thing that you need for life here on earth, the God who sees, who perceives, who considers, who sees your need. He's the answer for a dying world today. And we as the church, we as his body, we need to spread this message. Hallelujah, Jesus. We need to go out there and let the world know. Is there a cure? Will there be a cure? When will they start doing trials? They're only starting in June with trials. You don't have to wait until the first trials begin. There is an answer right now. There is a provider right now. There is a healer divine right now. There is someone who you can run to and find refuge in and be confident in right now. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is your and my provider. And so, Father, as the news reports will continue to go out, Lord, as the church of Jesus Christ, we will stand in the gap. There's enough negativity out there. There's enough death being spoken out there, Lord Jesus. We won't perpetuate what's being said out there, but there'll be a different sound that will come from the church of Jesus Christ. There'll be a different message that will come from the church of Jesus Christ. We will speak life and not death. We will speak healing Hallelujah, Jesus, and not sickness. We will speak provision. Hallelujah. We will speak protection. Hallelujah. We will speak a covering. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will decree and, de and declare every single promise in your word. Hallelujah, Jesus. We will speak and declare Psalm 91 over our children, over our extended family. Hallelujah, Jesus. Over ourselves. Hallelujah, Jesus. Over our colleagues at work, Lord Jesus. We'll extend mercy. We'll extend grace. Hallelujah. We'll wake up every single day, every single morning, and thank you, God, for a brand new mercy with every waking moment. Hallelujah, Jesus. And we declare, Father, that we will live and we will not die. For we are hooked up to and connected to Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God who provides for our every single need. In Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, I just declare blessing would go before your people this morning, every single one of us. Lord, as we leave this place, we do not leave you, Father. We do not depart from you. We depart from each other and we leave each other and we go our separate ways, Lord. But we carry you wherever we go. And as we carry you with us, Lord God, we carry protection, we carry provision, we carry a God who is alive and who is well and who is providing for us and making a way for us where there seems to be no way. And so we give you the glory and the honor and the praise for healing, for provision, for protection, for, uh, for you being Jehovah Nisi, the banner over our lives throughout the course of this week. And even as we meet once again on Friday night for Ignite, we believe in you for great and mighty things. And so, so we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And the church of Jesus said, Amen.